Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast presented by Zwift for the Paranis Stage 1 Recap. This is one of the most stacked start lists we've ever seen for Paranis with the back, well, Tour de France champion and the runner-up and the previous two years Tour de France champion, Pagatra and Vingegaard, going head-to-head, both in good shape after Andalusia and Gran Camino. This is actually quite rare, unfortunately, for cycling. Contador and Froome, I don't know. That's the only other two GC contenders I know uh, in the history of cycling. Two big guns going head-to-head like this is a treat so it's a huge race but stage one is one of those eh looks like a boring sprint stage nothing is boring in paris la yeah. vie la verrière to la verrière do you know how you say it 170 k's long they have these rolling hills so much road furniture outskirts of paris super cold 500 meters, 11.6 percent, Benji. That little cat three with 20 k's to go, and then there's an intermediate sprint with 1500 meters, five percent, with six bonus seconds. Is that like a some new thing? Double yeah. intermediates? A new thing? I had Marc Sergent, ex team manager of Lotto, tell me that it was a new thing. I I'm not sure if they're going to do it for the tour, but is rumored that it might also be in the tour. So that would be intriguing. But hey, it's it's quite intriguing, hey? The parkour, initially I was like, this could be a sprint, but I also get Calais vibes from this. Or I would say Paris Stage 1 2022 vibes where a team could try something on these hills, but they won't get the split-ups that we had in those other two instances because the climb is shorter and maybe not as hard on paper either. So I was expecting some action on it, but I wasn't expecting a group that could actually get away on them for the rest of the race. Did that make sense? Yeah, last year's there were 1.2 Ks, 7%, yeah. and they were sort of back-to-back. They were a little bit longer. Jumbo Visma brought pretty much only rulers. Same with UAE. UAE, I think, brought every ruler on their roster. Oliveira, <laughs> Björg, Novak, Trenton, Wellens, plus Groschartner's climbing support. Jumbo's team's not as good as last year. Wout out. Coy in, Laporte out, Tratnik in, yeah. uh, and who else did they have? Turnison out, Foss in. So there's really not much climbing support. Except no lead out? Tra- and Afini's the lead out, I guess, but he did the lead out before the climb, so I didn't really, he can't do both. It's, yeah, and Van Hooydonk's on triple duty. So clearly both these teams know <laughs> you can lose Paranese. Before you get to the mountains, before you get to the sun, you in the TTT, which is coming up in stage four, we'll preview that at the end of stage three's podcast. That's where all the time gains can be made or controlling these really difficult, dangerous, stressful flat stages. But this was a sprint. We have here Bennett, Cockard, uh, who else? Coy, as I mentioned, Matthew Sword of Demar, Merlier, Dali. Dali. Is it Peterson? what's his official nickname? I don't know the Lee. I think wasn't it something related to a bull? 
What's or was the ball that in French? Toro or something like that. Toro, I don't know. I don't know, man. You're asking me. I'm West Flemish. <laughs> Toro. All right. He's a bull. Yeah, he's a bull. That's the only thing we'll go for. Like, I was curious what's going to happen, you know, because if the race is made a tiny bit harder on these tiny hills, then the race could lean more towards the Peterson, towards the Delete, than a pure flat sprinter like Merlier. So it depends on how hard the race is ridden and how the team surrounding the pure sprinters ride the race. If they stay with their sprinter and make sure they stay close to the front of the race, then those sprinters can actually make it to the final here. And we've had a um, a nervous peloton today. That's the least we can say, because paris these first few stages, always has something happen, whether it's echelons or whether it's the narrow sections between certain villages and so forth. And here was the narrow sections that really seemed to have orchestrated the teams of the GC riders to try and keep their GC riders at the front. We saw both UAE and Yumbo Visma doing that. And yeah, Still crashes happened because that's what happens when nervous pelotons go through narrow roads. I think Gernalek was the biggest uh, victim of the crash we saw there. No big names in the crash, I would say. Groschartner. Groschartner, domestique of UAE, right? That's a notable name in that crash. But after that, we we're all heading towards the, towards the final 20, 21 kilometers where the action would happen. But I guess I should throw it back to you to talk about uh, Swift for a second. I'm back. I'm back on Swift. You saw me this morning on Swift, minus nine degrees outside. No, thank you. Perfect for my Swift setup, cruising around, burning, getting my calories in. Make sure you join the LRCP Zwift Club. Benji and I will be doing some ad hoc Zwift Club rides this year. It's yes. Both, Zwift is important for both our weight loss goals. If you want to check it out and get your free seven-day trial, go to the link down below and sign up and test it out. And if you want to jump in and jump on, you don't have a direct drive trainer, the Zwift Hub is your perfect companion for that at $4.99. I thought, Benji, that UAE... So we're going into the this 20K to go climb. It's the harder of the two. More likely there'll be splits. I thought UAE were going to do what Yumbo did last year in Paranese when yep. they got set up because UAE looked way... Ineos came forward early and then faded. They came forward in like waves, couldn't hold position, came back. What an upgrade it seemed to me. Trenton and Wellens, who weren't at the Tour last year, is a huge upgrade for Pogaccio in this sort of terrain. And they have him at the front. And I thought... And I was surprised they didn't, Benji. I thought they were just going to launch this climb. They entered in first six wheels and they kind of were waiting for someone else to attack. Maybe the fact that it's at 20 kilometers from the finish line is the reason that they don't True. pull it up completely. Now, when it comes to Yumbo last year, that was closer to the finish line and it was a, a harder climb than this one, for example. It's still notable enough because we did see moves from GC riders there. It wasn't UAE. They did have them at the front. I felt like Yumbo was the team that was the most outpositioned on this climb. And when yeah, Nelson yeah. Paulus went in his pink jersey for EF, he goes from the front. Pogacar counters that in his wheel, but doesn't necessarily go over the top instantly. And I was like, where's Jonas Vingegaard? Where's Yumbo Visma? And I, I have to look in the distance and I see Vingegaard basically isolated already on this smaller climb. And this shows that Yumbo does not have the team for these climbs to try and launch it in the same way that they had it last year, like you mentioned. The Von Arts and the Laportes and so forth are not here. It's the Willer types that are here in this race. And that says quite a bit 
for this race. And I think the reason is mainly the team time trial, let's be honest about it. But I would say that Pogacar didn't seem like he wanted to all out go for it, but he had a moment of he doubt. He seemed hesitant, no? right? He, he like went past Paulus, just like a few hundred meters before the top of his climb, and then kind of looked at Paulus, and then like went back behind Paulus again. Did you think they had like a conversation of, mate, you want some KOM points or no? Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the only thing I could think, because I was like, Pogacar could keep this going if he wanted yeah. to. And that hesitation, and maybe he thought there'd be more more riders i don't know maybe he was hoping for to be honest i mean uae just closed this up like i was expecting <laughs> trek to launch it i was expecting lotto to launch it because the break had been caught because yeah you got to drop one guy and you got to keep him behind yeah. his name's tim Melier. and yeah. there's actually arno demar who was the best sprinter he came third on this the kom sprint <laughs> for fdj which is crazy he entered in good position hey hey and a few years ago, there was a Paranese stage one where there were these kind of hills towards the end after a, a harder stage. And who was fighting each other? Julien Alaphilippe, the puncher, and Arno Demar, the sprinty, no. punchy guy at that point. One Demar's v one minute. That He's was amazing. Really back he, back his, in the day, amazing. His one minute is really good. Like on Paris Tour or even Paris-Roubaix, he's come top 10, I think. Not that that's one minute. It's a completely different effort, but... Damar is, when he's on, he's on. He's actually, yep. it's his pure sprints has been a bit meh recently. And a group forms, I will, we'll have to go and look back, Benji, but there was never any clarification on the who was in the group. We knew yep. Pogaccio was there. We knew there were very few yellow Yumbo Visma jerseys. In fact, there one. was one, Vingegaard. And I presume Pedersen was there? It would be I don't know. weird... If he wasn't, Bennett yep. was there, Demar was there, I assumed Ali was there, and yet only FDJ really came to the front after a long time to start pacing. And it was Arkea and Quickstep pacing from behind because Merlier had been dropped. And I was like, wow, Merlier off the back. And yeah, it didn't stick. I agree that those teams, the ones with the more versatile sprinters, could have done much more at this point in the race and maybe even on the next hill to try and make this harder for the actual pure sprinters in this start list. But this group was also too large to continue going in itself because if only one team is going to keep going, which is the DeMar team, then suddenly people are going to start looking at each other and moves start happening. And a small move did go for a second, which was a group with UAE rider in it, not Pogacar. And then Pogacar tried to bridge from the Vingegaard group to the front group. And it wasn't Vingegaard closing it. It was a rider doing it with Vingegaard in the wheel, which was kind of surprising. But I think Jonas would have been like very happy with that, that someone else is closing Pogacar for him. But that came back together and this group really went nowhere. And I think Paulus wasn't happy with that because he went again afterwards. Strong counterattack, getting arrow. He got 20 seconds whilst Tratnik moved to the front. He was getting Yumbo's then their plan was to be in position for the last climb, which was, yeah. oh, let me do some reverse math, seven Ks from the finish, but not <laughs> as hard as last year. I don't know. I feel like Yumbo gambled a little bit with that mm -hmm. second last harder climb. It didn't burn them too much, uh, to be honest. And UAE spent a lot of their riders. And then coming into this last climb, it was Yumbo who looked like they had all the riders and they were pacing into the base with Van Hoydonk, Afini. 
Jonas into the run-in was caught really far back. We'll say Palace was 20 seconds ahead, quick step were pacing. It's sort of the peloton got organized, but there was... Yeah, it took a while for Van Hooydonk to bring Vingegaard back to the front. Pagacha was getting onto into the Yumbo train, uh, which is not surprising because they were doing the lead out. But six bonus seconds on off for Benji. How do you stop Pog getting six bonus seconds at the end of one, one and a half Ks, 5%? Well, Jonas Vingegaard will have a hard time doing it. So I guess you get your teammates to try and surprise Pogacha in some in some form, and it looked like that was happening, or was that the reason that what was happening Not occurred? At the because I agree, Yumbo initially from the bottom had their a, train a on block. there. Yoi went over it, went over that train with Trenton going on the left side, and the other part of the team came on the other side, and the Yumbo team was basically blocked in at that point before the sprint even started. So to me, Yumbo, mm-hmm. to me, it looked like Yumbo were nursing Koi. And they weren't pacing the climb full gas. Maybe I'm wrong. It's hard to tell. But to me, they weren't doing like a lead out. They certainly weren't doing a reverse lead out with Tratnik to make Pagacha chase. He sort of tried that much later. I mean, at the base, to me, it looked like their plan was to stay in good position, make sure Koi gets over the climb so he can go for the sprint. And I mean, what happened? I don't want to hear. You don't need to get a coffee, maybe a little espresso, (laughs) but. I don't want to hear about any more about Olaf Koi not getting chances at Jumbo Visma. Maybe the most prestigious after the Dauphiné one-week world tour race in the world, back defending Tour de France champion, and the team is going for Koi from what I can tell. Yeah, but with what team? Like, he's got no lead-out, so that counters that Afini though, right? Him. No, Afini, but I'm saying... Afini helped him. Come on! I mean, he he started a sprint in good position. I'm just saying, maybe it didn't make a difference. Maybe they, if he wasn't there, they approached the climb exactly the same way. I don't know. No. I'm just saying, the guy got an opportunity today. Apparently, stage one, he got an opportunity with Tour de France champion in the team. So, I agree that when it comes to the climb itself, they should not focus on Koi. Koi should be on survival mode while the GC is being fought out. If he gets over it, he gets over it, and they go for Koi afterwards. That's how I see that. But in the grand scheme of things, the opportunities that he's getting, he's not getting with the best lead out. Tosh van der Sande did get him in decent positions at the UAE Tour, but Tosh van der Sande is not the best lead out remotely close to it in the world. And when he comes to Paranese, he's got a team with with Afini doing work with him. So I, I, I perhaps disagree with chances because I feel like he doesn't get the full opportunities that he will get at a team that is fully in support of him. But does he deserve full support? Yeah, that's what I mean. Who, who, who deserves that? Malier? Yeah. Dali? Dali? Peterson? Peterson. Grunewagen? Depending yes. on the race. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's where it's it a gets a bit iffy. It's a short list. When it comes to Koi, last year I would have said 100% he deserves his own like train or something. And in certain teams, he would get that. But at Yumbo, he won't get that. And at Yumbo, he kind of doesn't deserve that because his goals of winning stages are irrelevant compared to GC with Vingegaard. Yeah. Anyway, probably it made no difference to anything. What ends up happening is we get to the uh last 500 meters it's been a little bit cagey tratnik tries to do a reverse lead out it kind of ends up 
being like Roglic's attack on stage seven in the tour last year, where he just gives <laughs> Pogacar a lead out. Yeah. And when he sees when he sees Pogacar in the wheel, he should absolutely stop yeah. and force Pogacar to launch earlier. Um, did it really make a difference? No, I don't think so. Pogacar absolutely ruins everybody. Drops, I think Vingar was in his wheel, just like separate, get separation, takes six seconds. I don't know who took the other. So, um, an Ajde Zer rider and Latour, I think. Latour yeah, takes Latour. four. I think Ajde Zer rider outsprinted Vingegaard for third. So, Vingegaard takes zero seconds while Pogacar takes six. So, that's a notable thing already in advance for the team time trial. And I think Pogacar will be happy with those seconds. But it wasn't done yet, eh? Because Pogacar was like, I'm bored. Let's keep going. And Latour was like, oh, TV, total energy. Very happy with that. Okay, so <laughs> let's go. <laughs> and that was a, a two-man attack and then Vingo was like oh Pogacar's going I need to get on the damn wheel yeah. and he closed it as well but Vingo was never going to take over eh? he's got two reasons not to Koi if that's in his mind but next to that why would he do it if he knows he's going to get beaten on the line anyway for bonus seconds exactly he sits in and once he's sitting in that means that Pogacar and Latour they pull they a couple of rotations, but then quick step get organized behind is five Ks to go. Pagach is not going to pull the whole time for to get caught anyway, probably in the last kilometer. So they stop. I mean, Pagacha here to race. Exciting. I mean, even with these little climbs, how exciting it was, how there were splits already. Pagacha's sprint, like the stage of the seven kilometer, seven percent climb, he's gonna be very, very, very difficult to beat, perhaps impossible to beat yep. on that finish. Uh, with Wellens and Co. Groshartner and leading him out. But yeah, Quick Step got organized. Teams are thinned out a bit, though. There's no five man trains because we've had these little hills. We have more uh, sprinter with one guy. Trek had numbers, but people are tired. They can't do their normal length of pull. Skelmoser is pulling into the last K, which is, I thought he was going for GC and he yeah. was doing a good lead out for Trek. <laughs> and Mosca was there before, I think, pulling. Quick Step. It was Schmidt, Lampart, Benji. Maybe I missed it. I need to look mm-hmm. back. But Lampart's leadout's not impressed me this year. I didn't even notice he was part of the leadout. He's on Schmidt's I'll wheel. I'll be honest. Before Lamp, before Seneschal. Because in the past we would notice when Lampart was doing leadout because it was yeah. a proper length of a leadout. In Algarve last year, an example of that. But here it wasn't necessarily noticeable. And I feel like the leadout when it comes to Quick Step was just keeping the team at the front against leadouts that weren't necessarily all-out strong eater, but they were sitting in the wheel relatively easily of that of that quick step train. But the corners into the last kilometer were a bit difficult, though, because then you get certain gaps opening up for certain riders and so forth. And I feel like we got that quick step train going into the final kilometer. Trek was sitting just behind quick step at that point. Bora was kind of in the middle of that. And suddenly, the camera changes for me, or my eyes were closed for a tiny bit. I don't know which of the two it was. But then Seneschal had a bit of a gap after a corner. And then Bora was trying to close Seneschal. So a reverse lead out by Seneschal? Yeah, Merlier let his wheel go. Because Merlier was going to be let, left on the front so early. I think even Schelmoser had been in front of Merlier. And mm-hmm. Merlier, then Schelmoser flicked him. And Merlier was like, nah, I'll be on the front way too early. And he let Seneschal's wheel go. Genius move. Seneschal also knows to go on with it. And then Van Poppel has to launch early. Merlier then comes back. He fights Coy for Bennett's wheel. Yeah. And just everyone wants Bennett's wheel. Because Van Poppel's going to deliver you. Because Van Poppel does the right thing. He closes Seneschal really fast. He's still able to do his lead out afterwards. 
but it means Merlier is not on the front too early. And everyone wants to be on Bennett's wheel because yep. Van Poppel is going to deliver Bennett in good position 90% of the time. Coy actually fights Merlier off his wheel, which I was surprised to see. Yep. So Coy's sitting pretty on the exactly where you'd sort of draw it up. Merlier takes Coy's wheel and then Coy tries to jump Bennett. Doesn't really, he hits the wind, doesn't go anywhere. Merlier comes out of Coy's wheel and just absolutely torches everybody. Bennett, quite a strong sprint, just not like he would have he would have won, except Merlier was here. <laughs> like he still beat Coy, who was in his wheel. He still beat Pedersen and Jali, but Merlier is just way too quick and he wins this stage ahead of Bennett. Pedersen third, Coy fourth, Jali. Don't know where he was almost I all did. day. Well, all day, I don't know. That's true. All day, <laughs> that that's a big deal. I don't know where he was all day. I didn't see him all day until in the last kilometer. And then he was in a terrible position. I think he was sprinting for seventh, uh, eighth position by the time the sprint started. And he had a time to move up for a second there past people, but he decided not to and stay within the train, stay within the draft of the others. But because of that, he's staying in a position where he is not competitive for the victory and after that final corner. And they go through their final corner and the Lee, honestly... Fastest sprint of anybody, but he was in the draft a tiny bit. He didn't have full draft, though. I say if the Lee is near Merlier here, we get a really close sprint between the two. Because the Lee looks like so. a very powerful sprint here. Yeah, I think the Lee can challenge him. Um, but Merlier, perfect timing, perfect placement. Wasn't the perfect lead out, but they made it work. Yeah. And he was quicker than the other guys there. Uh, this sort of... Versatile, even more so, sprinters Matthews Cockhard, Garcia Cortina, 6th, 7th, 8th, then Groves, 9th, Demar, 10th. Alperson did work all day uh, for Groves. Ben, uh, Bora didn't work. It was Lotto, Sudal, Quickstep, and Alperson de Koenig working <laughs> on the front today with de Klerk, de Gent, yeah. and a variety of uh, Alperson riders. So, Jakobsen's going to be going to Coxader instead of the Latour, <laughs> right? Eh? It, it, yeah. yeah they, it's a bit changed now. It's not one day, but, well, it was never they three days in the first it, place. Nah. They still it called never, it three days. <laughs> it was never three days in the first place. <laughs> this fucking race. Anyway, Jakobsen, Merlier. I feel like the pressure is on Jakobsen, let's be honest about it. I don't know how much Merlier actually wants to ride Grand Tours. That's a fact that I don't... Yeah. Maybe he's like, it's too long, bro. <laughs> and it can't be fucked. <laughs> but aren't there quite a bit of like flat sprints in like the first two weeks of the Tour that a Merlier Dude. could be competitive at anyway? There's like eight. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. <laughs> I don't Merlier know why has they to do go. it. To the he tour, to, based think, on the yeah. current performances, Merlier is better than Jakobsen at the moment. That can change towards the Tour de France. Jakobsen can get into the groove again, can get into it again. But so far, I haven't been impressed by Jakobsen, despite that victory at San Juan, if I recall. Just not the case right now. And he fakes a mechanical on this stage, right? <laughs> this is the type of finish he fakes a flat on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But when it comes to the Lee as well, it's like. A lot of people are saying he's too young, don't send him to Grand Tours yet, but I saw Ewan in the GP Montserrat getting beaten by Tyson after a perfect lead-out for Ewan. Tyson is a solid sprinter now. He's not some rookie sprinter like back in the day when he was riding for Lotto, but Ewan getting beaten once again. By the way, similar situation as in Ewan UAE. In UAE, he celebrates, yeah. thinks he won, and then doesn't win. In GP Montserrat, 
he actually gets interviewed as the winner, but is not the winner. So <laughs> Ewan must have actually like some PTSD. <laughs> but the league going to the tour, I don't think the parkour is perfect for the league sprints, but he's sprinting better than Ewan right now. Hey, let's be honest about it. But Ewan said on Grant Thomas' podcast that there's tiers of sprinters. There's like the A <laughs> tiers, and they're allowed to contest the sprints, and they're allowed to fight for wheels. It was Bennett, Ewan, what was it? Marcel Kittel, um, who else? Andre Greipel. And then there's people like Herban Tayson who just get in the way. Yeah. So what do you say to that? I don't say anything to that. <laughs> If I say something, I get in trouble. <laughs> nah. Um, All right, has <laughs> I mean, what about MSR? Forget the tour. What about in two weeks? I, I literally, we literally had this conversation before. The Lee versus Ewan. I have amnesia. We had this conversation I'm before. I'm in Andorra. If they get I don't remember the anything I said. There's no way Ewan rides for the Lee. Not that it would help if Ewan was riding for the Lee in the first place after the Pacho. If someone's attacking and Ewan's pacing for you, you're fucked in the first place. But... The only way that... Oh, yeah, we did talk about this. <laughs> Honestly, tactically, it makes more sense for the lead to pace for Ewan after the Pajo because if Ewan paces for the lead, the lead won't win anyway. Yeah. The lead can like, go with Sturvin moves, can't he? Yeah. Can the lead attack on the Pajo? Like, <laughs> I think he could. I don't know. I, I don't, has he, to go. He probably just has to follow the punchy riders, I think. That would be a win already. Pretty crazy rider. Anyway, uh, back to Paris-Nice. Tomorrow we have a from Bazinville to Fontainebleau, uh, going from the west of Paris down to the south. Now, there can be windy conditions and crosswinds here, but the forecast is that they aren't too strong, like 10 yeah. to 15 k's an hour. It's rolly. This is a much more nailed-on sprint stage. If there is no wind, because there's no there's no climbs of note. So 164Ks. Hopefully there is wind, though, because otherwise it will be another sprint stage. And we'll see more traditional trains get set up. If so, I still think Merlier will be the heavy and should be the heavy favorite. If that happens, Lotto need to get Dali in better position. They did sign Guarnieri. It's not working. But we'll see tomorrow how that goes. Um, Milan also poor today, I think. Yeah. Uh, I expected much more. I feel like Bahrain's not using him the way he should be used. He got dropped. Also, but when it comes to classics, how? he wasn't using the way that he should be used. I don't know. He wasn't good enough anyway today, so it doesn't matter really. When it comes to tomorrow, I agree with you. Merlier could win, but if it's like... Depending on lead out, Bennett could compete just because Von Poppel is in front of him as well. So, But then again, if Merlier is on the wheel of Bennett, Merlier wins anyway. How much time do you think Yumbo will take in the TTT? I don't know. I think Me either. Not 45? my job. No, probably not 45 <laughs> seconds. No, I think about 45 is possible. 30 to 45, maybe more. No, that's a lot. Six seconds already taken by Pogacar back, so he's It'll going well. 10 on stage whatever but Jonas might take some bonus he could he could be racked he'll take 10 on stage 8 there's intermediates in stage 8 he could yeah. rack up some bonus seconds across these 8 stages man 
Gonna be a fun Pyrenees, that's for sure. Okay, that's all from us today. Pyrenees stage one in the books, Bagatra and Vingegaard. Some light jabs. You see that if you're watching on YouTube, bang. Yeah, you didn't You didn't react. That little jab. I'll keep. They're going to keep the haymakers <laughs> behind. Um, we'll, hopefully they'll see some crosswind haymakers tomorrow. They've both brought the teams certainly for it, and Quickstep never like to shy away from some crosswind chaos. But thanks to Zwift and you all for listening. As always, we'll see the recap tomorrow. Ciao. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.